in my restless dreams. I see that town, Silent Hill. You promised you'd take me there someday, but you never did. Well, I'm there now, in our special place, waiting for you to watch this episode of the Bomb Squad podcast. Hi, uh, welcome to the Bomb Squad podcast. Uh, I'm Joseph Rennick. I am Tim M. Sullivan, and I am uh, pleased to report that my podcast mic is back in working order, so my uh, audio won't sound like Dookie. <laughs> Hell yeah. That, 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 that's a good uh, good good bit of news here to start off this podcast, because uh, if uh, our audience could not tell by uh, that quote that I started this, uh, this video off with, uh, we're going to be talking about the 2006 film uh, Silent Hill. Uh, this is actually going to be the first in a series of bonus casts that I do called, uh, therapy casts. Um, cause, uh, if I don't know when this one's going to come out, if it's going to come out before or after the Eternals cast, but I mentioned on Eternals cast, uh, I've been going through some shit and, uh, my therapist recommended that I, 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 I do some more of these. So this is going to be the first in a series. Uh, thank you, Tim, for being the first to, uh, to be on that for me. Happy uh, to help. Thank you. Uh, so, figured the uh, first thing that we do, because uh, it's becoming fall season, and this is kind of when I go back and uh, revisit this franchise, we'd start with uh, we'd start with Silent Hill. Uh, as many of you are aware, this is a uh, video game movie uh, based on the, uh, the Konami property from uh, 1999 that spawned a franchise and a humongous cult following, so I figured we'd uh, start off with uh, the first question, kind of uh, like we do with established franchises. Uh, Tim, I'm, I'm not in exactly familiar with uh, your history with the franchise, if you even have any, um, so mm-hmm. wh- wh- why don't you start with that? Why don't you, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about your history with uh, Silent Hill? So, yeah, as much as I've been, like, a big fan of horror stuff, Silent Hill's always been something of a blind spot for me. Um, it's it's something that I've always thought seemed interesting, looked interesting, like something I would be into, um, and, like, I, I would like to play the earlier games at some point. But, uh, you know, Konami being Konami, they haven't exactly made an effort to make it accessible. <laughs> Um, basically, if uh, you're not the Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG or Pachinko machines, uh, Konami's gonna tell you to fuck right off. Uh, Kojima, extra fuck right off. Yeah. <laughs> um, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like to play the games at some point. They seem like something that I would be interested in. I played a little bit of Shattered Memories on the Wii, and like I enjoyed what I played of that. Um so yeah, I'd like, like to get into it a little more, but um, this this series is something that uh, I've uh, not had a whole lot of exposure to. Like I know who I, I know vaguely who Pyramid Head is. Like I've, I've seen that character before, seen some pretty cool cosplays of that character, um, and yeah, um, I, I I did think that this like movie looked pretty cool, so I was interested to check it out. Right on. It actually kind of fascinates me that 
this is like one of your blind spots because like knowing you like outside of just like podcasts, this just seems right up your alley. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you could share that. Um, I, on the other hand, um, my, my history with this, uh, goes back to good God. I want to help the early two thousands kind of around the time that this movie came out is when I actually started to get familiar with this franchise. So needless to say, I've been kind of a fan of this franchise for a good long while. And I was there when everything went downhill. Um, like this, this game has been around for basically my entire life. This franchise, I I had seen it around and around, I want to say the time, uh, 2009 hit is when I started to really get into it. Cause that's when I got like the Xbox 360 for the first time and started playing a couple of the games on that. And it wasn't until much later that I got, um, the original three and played those for the very first time. And yeah. Uh, if you've not played, uh, any of those first three or like one half of the fourth game, cause the other half just fucking sucks of four. Um, if you've not played one half of four and like the entirety of one, two and three, you're doing yourself a disservice. I, I would say, cause these games are masterpieces. Uh, one with, uh, the dated voice acting, not really dated. It's just bad voice acting like that aside. It's a masterpiece. Um, I would say, Two is probably the best. The, two's the fan favorite. That's also the one that introduced the most iconic monster, which is Pyramid Head. Um, three, I have a soft spot for. I, in fact, I would argue that that is my favorite of the Silent Hill games. It's one of my favorite video games, period. It also has uh, my favorite protagonist of the entire series and just video games in general and Heather, um, which they br- bring for the sequel to this movie and basically adapt that to the screen and butchered it up so fucking bad. Um, uh, I'm going to put a note on this here because we're not going to talk about the sequel. (laughs) We're we're, we're not doing a a follow-up video to this. Maybe in the style of like that Malcolm and Marie video or that Thor video, but I have zero fucking interest in going back to watching Silent Hill Revelations because... It, it hurts to watch. <laughs> um, so d- note to the audience and note to Tim, don't watch Silent Hill Revelations. It sucks. That's basically what I've heard is that that one is not good. Right. It, it, yeah. Um, and I'll even kind of put a bit of a note on this because that was when Silent Hill went downhill. That was a terrible year for Silent Hill, the year 2012. I was there for that, and it pained me to watch. Because um, that's when they released the PlayStation Vita game, which was terrible. That's when the movie came out, uh, the second one, Revelations, which was awful. Um, can't remember. I think it was Downpour was the one that came out in 2012. I, I don't remember, um, but that was a very mad game. But the most infamous one, and it's sadly the most accessible versions of these games, is the infamous HD collection. Are, are, are you aware of the HD collection, Tim? 
I, I, in my travels, have become somewhat uh, aware of it. Uh, like I, I've heard that it's not a good transfer, and like it, it, it doesn't have the first two. Is that right? So um, the thing about the HD collection, this is actually a much more interesting topic than the actual movie we're going to be talking about. Um, but the thing about the HD collection is they lost most of the source codes for two and uh. three. So um, what wound up happening was the, the big factor is um, the fog in Silent Hill 2 is missing. So you like see mm. unfinished portions of the game that would more often than not just be obscured in the background. Uh, the thing that really pains me, though, is with what happened with 3. Um, at least with Silent Hill 2, you have like the option to like switch back and forth between... Uh, like the original voice cast versus the new one three is completely comprised of re-recorded audio mm. and it's not up to speed at all. It, it, it's a very disappointing um, uh, transfer of those games. It, it's also very glitchy and buggy, unlike the original versions. So I guess this is kind of a note to anyone watching this. If you're, if you're wanting to get into silent Hill and you want to actually like play the games, uh, do not get the HD collections because they are not up to speed and you're going to be missing out on like arguably the two best games in the series. Yeah. Like they, the, the way that um, Square Enix has dealt with uh, losing source codes is like they, they've managed to make like really good, like newer remasters with like Kingdom Hearts and uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, right, and it's disappointing that uh, Konami's just like fuck it. Yeah, it, it it's very disappointing, and like I, I I haven't played them, but I I've heard good things about those uh, Kingdom Hearts ones. I think yeah. the real big kicker of that year uh, to kind of keep us moving forward just a little bit. Um, the real big kicker was the last like glimmer of hope for this franchise before it just remained completely fucking dormant. Uh, every, everyone's favorite um, playable demo uh, or PT I think is what it was called which was a teaser for the uh, Kojima Guillermo del Toro uh, mashup of Silent Hills uh, were you at all familiar with that do you remember when that was a thing Tim I feel like I've heard the, vaguely about that um, but I'm not really sure I don't really know there, much about it. There's like tons of walkthroughs through it from when it when uh, this playable demo came out. I would highly recommend watching it because it hyped the hell out of like something that could have been special. Because um, that whole thing ends with like it's revealed that you're playing as Norman Reedus, um, and then the title. Oh, card... that that's what that is. Yeah. Okay. Silent I... Hills. Uh, I, I thought that that was like a Death Stranding thing or something. Uh, yeah, they they wound up recycling Norman Reedus for uh, for Death Stranding instead. Um, okay. Many many years later, uh, and then that got scrapped for unknown reasons. And the last game that we got for Silent Hill was a fucking pachinko machine. Pain. Yeah. So. It, it in spirit of. Uh, me kind of of this season being like a time where I like revisit Silent Hill because cold just reminds me of Silent Hill sometimes. Uh, 
let's talk about the movie. So this movie is a uh, 2006 film directed by uh, Christoph Gans and uh, written by Roger Avery. Um, I'm actually kind of curious to uh, your opinions on this, Tim, based on your mm. uh, history with, well, or lack thereof history yeah. with uh, Silent Hill. Because um, I, I, I have some opinions on on this movie about whether or not um, you're a fan or not, and if I would recommend it yeah. to non-fans. So I, I kind of want to hear what you have to say about this. Yeah, so, yeah, like I said, I uh, don't have too much familiarity with the series. Like, I'm sort of aware of some of the elements of it, um, like the the creatures sort of throughout the movie. I, I had some familiarity with just from having played Chattered Memories, and then, like, Pyramid Head, of course, is a very iconic uh, villain, so seeing him in the movie was cool. Um, but yeah, I, I basically, I, I, without having any knowledge of it really as an adaptation, I kind of just went into it as a horror movie, which like, that was the year that I remember, like, I think Slither came out that year and like Exorcism of Emily Rose came out that year. So that was, that was a year where like, I, I wasn't really into horror at the time, but I remember like seeing commercials for uh those movies and be like this looks scurry uh right it was certainly an interesting time for horror 2006 yeah yeah for sure um so yeah i just kind of um went into it uh looking at it basically as one of those movies uh that i hadn't gotten around to yet um and overall like i did enjoy it I, i i thought it was a solid movie that i think like there, there are certain uh, like characters and stuff like that where I I feel like uh, this is probably way more fleshed out in the games. Uh, like that that's not uncommon for uh, Hollywood adaptations of these things. Like uh, they they give you a taste, and like if you're familiar with the games, you're like, oh, that's that thing. Uh, but if you're not. Um, you just kind of think that there's probably more that you're not getting in the movie. Um, so, I mean, there, there was a little bit of that, but overall I think it did kind of work as its own uh, encapsulated uh, movie. And, like, I, I think I think it worked well as a, um, a critique of re- organized religion, um, which I was kind of surprised to, to, like, see how well that that worked, because I think a lot of the times movies and TV shows try to do that. And like, they go to try hard if that makes sense. Like, yeah. Um, but I think this one did it well. Um, and like, it, it was, it was an interesting take on sort of like, which trial kind of thing. Um, and then like at the very end, like the, the, like, um, barbed wire tendrils just going all over the fucking place and tearing everybody apart. That that was some sick shit. That was just that's just cool. If whether or not you're into the games or what, um, but yeah. Overall, I think it, uh, it it was a good movie. Uh, it stands on its own, I think, and uh, it made me interested in checking out the games at some point. Good, good. Um, you mentioned that ending. Um, 
I'm going to, I'm going to do this before I kind of get into my opinions on it, but I, I'll throw in, because I got some trivia to save for later, but I didn't think this was interesting enough to actually put in the trivia corner, but uh, supposedly there was an alternate ending where that wasn't the end, mm. uh, the barbed wire. Uh, supposedly there was going to be like, I, I can't remember if it was like multiple pyramid heads coming out and just ripping people <laughs> apart, but they ultimately scrapped it. And to be quite honest, I think they made the right choice because that just doesn't sound as yeah, awesome. Like like the multiple pyramid heads thing, like that that sounds kind of goofy. Um, but like the the barbed wire tendrils is just fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, anyway, on, on to kind of my uh, my opinions of the actual movie. Um, I think it's a very fine film. Uh, the, the biggest thing that I can, like, take away from this as a fan is, uh, I guess, for starters, the director and uh, the writer of this, uh, Roger Avery and Christoph Gans, uh, they, they are fans of the game. Uh, I think it took uh, five years for uh, Christoph Gans to actually get the rights to make this movie. So, like, he had been fighting for a little while to actually get the rights to make a movie on Silent Hill. And you can very clearly tell that he is a fan because uh, mm. the look of this movie, I, I want to say out of every like video game movie that I've seen other than maybe, I don't know, the fucking Ace Attorney movie um, that came out. I, I think this is probably the best we're going to get in terms of like a video game come to life on like film. And I'm not counting the, uh, the Ratchet and Clank movie that came out however many years back. Uh, I mean, there's, of course, some competition, of course, but I, I, I think this kind of stands on top of the rest. Um, mm-hmm. And overall, the, there's, there is the still kind of the feeling of the game within it. Uh, you mentioned the, uh, <clears throat> the critiques on organized religion, which th- those are... Uh, at least in uh in two and not two uh two's its own beast that doesn't really connect to one or three, um at least in one and three like those themes are very prevalent with like the death cult that you encounter. Um, three is all about the uh, that death cult. Um, so that's still there. Um, that being said, for like. At least in my opinion as a fan, I feel like that I would call this movie the Silent Hill Haunted House because uh, that's kind of the problem is uh, one of the things about um, that franchise is uh, the monsters are like representations of like insecurities and uh, deeper meanings within like the main characters. They're supposed to be like a reflection of uh, what the main characters in whatever game you're playing are going through. Um, that's not really present here, or at least not that I could tell. Um, and Pyramid Head being, like, the big example of this, it's great to see that character, like, fully, like, perfectly realized on screen, but it doesn't exactly have a purpose in this. Um, yeah. He also does not appear in the first game. He is very much... Um, the main antagonist of two. Um, 
and um, he's supposed to be like um, this representation of uh, some of like the uh, darker sexual uh, themes that are like within Silent Hill Two. Um, so there's none of that in here because I don't know if they would go that far for a movie like this. Um, so he's just kind of there, still a very intimidating presence, but he. Um, like I said, he feels very much like, and just overall in general, just like haunted house villain. Like he's just there for a scare. Um, he just comes, he tears a person's skin off and then he's done. (laughs) Pretty, pretty much. Um, that's, that's just a lot of the monsters in this, unfortunately. Um, I think a couple of them are like originals. I know the nurses are a part of the game. Um, and those have become like super popular cosplay uh, that you see at like conventions and mm, stuff. Yeah. Um, overall, though, yeah, I, I I think this is a fine enough like fan film. Um, if you're a fan, you'll at least get something out of it. As a movie, it's all right. There's certainly stuff in it that's like interesting. Um, the Sean Bean stuff. Whenever they would cut to. Uh, everything outside of uh rada mitchell's character um and he's trying to find his wife it kills the pacing uh and sadly that was a studio mandate um because mm. supposedly uh someone at tristar was uh they, they had complained that there weren't that many male characters in the movie because m- m- most of the cast is female in this uh and they were like, okay, well, we need to have some male characters, so... And we have Sean Bean, so throw Sean Bean into the script a little bit more. And he doesn't really contribute to the rest of the story. He's just doing his own little investigation. That That's like... That's like, um... That's like reverse of what normally happens. Like, we need more female representation. Like, this, this movie needs a few more dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, n- nowadays they'd be like... Put put in more female characters. Make one of them black. Make one of them Asian. Um, no, we, no, we need a white dude in this. <laughs> you know, there's just not enough white dudes in Hollywood movies. I'm just gonna say it. No, oh, totally. <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face, and I'm not going to. Um, but yeah, no, Sean Bean's character in this really doesn't add anything. Uh, so that unfortunately hurts it. Outside of that, though, yeah, no, uh, I think this is a fine enough film, and I'm very happy that Shout Factory got a hold of it, because uh, th- there's some good bonus materials attached to this. Mm. Um, if you've not picked up the uh, Shout Factory Blu-ray, de- definitely look into that if if you're into this kind of stuff. Um, but to just kind of keep us moving forward, this... Yeah, this really is going to be kind of a short podcast. Um, oh, actually, before I move on, uh, I'll talk about this. What do you think of the score? I, I, I'm curious about that. Uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I don't think I really have anything super deep to say about it. I wasn't really thinking about it a whole lot, but like, I, I feel like I enjoyed the score as I listened to it. Okay. Um, reason why I bring that up is because that's, uh, other than, like, the look of the movie, that's the one thing from the games that they actually, like, incorporate into the movie, because 
I want to say, aside from maybe like a couple of original tracks, there's really not that many. Most of the music in this is actually from the game. Nice. Like uh, that piano bit that you'll hear every so often when she's like running around the streets and is putting the pieces of this mystery together. Like that's from Silent Hill 2. Uh, the end credit song is like the opening to Silent Hill 3, which mm, nice. the, the, talk about uh, having like weird nostalgia, uh, like the, that end credits, like the dated CGI in it and having that kind of music play in the background. It, it, it's kind of cheesy, but you know what? I kind of love it. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's kind of like um, whenever. um the Sonic, the first Sonic movie came out, and like they start playing that piano cover of Green Hill Zone. Like I, I was just like, yes, yeah, yeah. This is this is that, but done more extreme. Because uh, there's like that driving shot when they're actually going to the town, which perfectly recreates the opening uh, opening cinematic of Silent Hill One but there's like music from Silent Hill 3 playing in the background. Um, the TriStar logo opens up with uh, the opening bits of the the main theme for Silent Hill. There's a lot of uh, a lot of tracks from the games in this and mm, nice. If you're like really familiar with it, you'll like pick up on what game is from what what song mm. that game is from and whatnot. And that, that that's a fun little thing for the fans. Uh, yeah. And I guess I'll throw this out there for everyone watching. Uh, if you're wanting to get into Silent Hill and you're you're really into some good music, uh, look up uh, look up music from this game because Akira Yamaoka made some of the uh, the best video game music ever, in my opinion. Hmm. Uh, but to actually go to the next topic. Uh, now that uh, now that I got that brief little aside out of the way, uh, so this is a video game movie, and what? this was, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, shocking. And uh, this came out around the uh, most interesting time, the mid to late two thousands, when video game movies were becoming more of a thing, and not being very good. This was also like the height of Uwe Ball. Um, <laughs> And since then, we've gotten a ton more video game movies, um, not directed by Uwe Boll, thank God, who uh, I think has retired from filmmaking since. Uh, so I got to ask you, Tim, uh, with, with the amount of video game movies that we've been getting recently, uh, wh- where does this stand in your opinion? Because there's people that think uh, it's all right, and then there's people that hold this in, a, in like a much higher regard to video game movies. I kind of want to hear your stance on this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't speak too much on it as an adaptation, but like just as a movie, I think it uh, holds together better than a lot of video game movies because a lot of them just like they are not good because uh, the studios usually don't care. Like they just know this is a title that people know, so they're gonna go see it, um, and like, like it. Remember, remember uh, early two thousands, a little movie called Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. <laughs> oh God! Which is actually not a bad movie. It is yeah. a, it is a solid movie, but it has nothing to do with the games at all. <laughs> it really doesn't. 
And I'm not even that familiar with uh, Final Fantasy, yeah. but even I'm just like, this doesn't tie into any of it. Like, he could have thrown in a Chocobo or something, but it was just not Final Fantasy. But it was a good movie, um, which is more than I can say for a lot. Um, I think the most, I think the easiest low-hanging fruit here is uh, the Alice Resident Evil series. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, uh, they those movies were very not like the games like i've actually played a, a, a solid bit of resident evil like uh, I've, I've i've played um the first five games for the most part um and so i i have i have some familiarity with the characters and um like the the zombies the t-virus and all that stuff so uh, watching the movie like i i, I even knew before i was like and really watched mu- or played much of the Resident Evil stuff. Like there, there's, there's not much here that is uh, tied to the games at all. Like they, they would occasionally work in characters like Chris or Wesker, uh, and um, yeah, like they, they'd have stuff like that every now and again. But like it was not even really a horror thing. It was basically just like this weird sci-fi action things with zombies sort of i guess um <laughs> yeah uh, and I, I still haven't watched the last one i probably will eventually just because i've watched all of the other ones so why not right um and, and and now there's a new resident evil movie come out which actually looks pretty cool like i think they're actually trying with this one so i'm interested yeah uh, i'm uh, so I'm, I'm gonna check that one out uh and see how that holds up in comparison to um the silent hill movie which i think is probably a more fair comparison um just just because like i I think like the silent hill one it feels like it works as a horror movie at least right um like the the resident evil alice movies uh they were just like weird uh, cgi wasteland action things um which i mean they're they're fun in their own right but like they're not good movies um (laughs) But yeah, I do think that we we're starting to get like more. I think I think what's happening is that um, millennials and Gen Xers are like becoming more prevalent in the industry, and so uh, like they're starting to kind of take over and like they want to handle these types of movies with more care, especially given like uh, how stuff like the MCU has been doing. Like the, the 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 nerdy franchises, uh, they they have an audience. They have marketability. Uh, they can be a good movie and not just a quick cash grab. Uh, and I think we're starting to see more of that with like the Sonic movie. Um, I've heard that people like Detective Pikachu. I haven't watched it. It's good. Um, I'll, I'll check it out at some point. Um, so yeah, I mean we're we're getting we're getting more stuff like that. So I think. Uh, there's there's a potentially bright future for video game adaptations. Um, and also, also the Mortal Kombat movie that came out uh, this year. We, we did a whole podcast on it. You can go watch that after this one. Yeah, go, um, go, go check that out. That was a fun. That, yeah, that, 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 that movie had its issues, but it, it had some cool things as well. Uh, the, the, Joe didn't like it, but... Yeah, and... <laughs> I, I had mentioned that it failed at a, as a fan service movie. Um, 
I, I think that this is the re- this Silent Hill movie is the reverse of uh, yeah. that Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah. Overall, I think um, we're we're starting to get to a point where I think video game movies can be good. Uh, let's see if uh, they are. Right. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't have too much else to add to that because um, you're you're pretty much on point. Uh, it it's certainly compared to a lot of like other video game movies around that time. It's far better than what we ended up getting for other franchises. I think the only other thing that I can think of that we got that could even rival it was probably, or at least in terms of like American releases, uh, was uh, the Prince of Persia movie with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as a Mm. Persian. (laughs) Remember that? That was a Disney movie. (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. uh, But yeah, no, that was a pretty solid uh, little adventure film based on a video game. Uh, not familiar with that franchise though, so I couldn't tell you whether or not it was a good fan service movie or not. Um, but yeah, compare that to uh, Paul W.S. Anderson's excuse to put his wife in movies, the Resident Evil franchise, um, which I'm a fan of that series too. I don't like it as much as Silent Hill, but um, in fact, like, out of, like, the four, like, horror, like, series that I'm, like, a huge fan of. One of them's not even a series. One of them's just a standalone game. Uh, I, I would put that at, like, the bottom of that list of my top four. Cause... Mm. But, hey, number four, Resident Evil 4. Uh, <laughs> good game. Getting a remake. Uh, Silent Hill needs the Resident Evil treatment. Um, yeah, if it if it got if it got like a good remaster or like ju- even just like good ports of like the PS One versions, I would pick it up for sure. Or heck, um, do what they're doing with uh, the Resident Evil games uh, of the past now. Just build them again from scratch and like do something different with it. Because. Uh, haven't played the third one, but I've played the Resident Evil 2 remake. Solid fucking game. Mm. Uh, back to the movies, though. Yeah. Uh, none of those Resident Evil movies are good. All the Uwe Bull movies are garbage and not even fun garbage, except for maybe House of the Dead. House of the Dead's kind of funny. Um, and I think... I don't have your stone and fuck you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think... Since Silent Hill, things have gotten better. Um, Video game movies have started to improve. I don't think we're quite at the level that, um, uh, like, the MCU kind of got to with comic book movies, because comic book movies were kind of in a similar situation where, like, there were a couple of good ones, but a lot of those movies felt like they were made by people who weren't familiar with the source material. Like, those Fantastic Four movies are garbage. Um, so they're trying to remake that. Then there was the whole X-Men-Fox debacle, which I'm not even going to get into here. But I think vi- video game movies are still kind of, like, in that little pocket of uh, what comic book movies were kind of, like, in the early 2000s. Uh, we're, we're getting away from that, though, at least a little bit. Um but 
I, I still think we have a long way to go, and I think that this is still like top tier video game movie, in my opinion. Because uh, mm-hmm. there's really not that much competition outside of like Detective Pikachu and maybe that Sonic movie, which I I, I, I have mixed feelings on the Sonic movie. Um, but it, it, it's a fine enough film for what it is. Um, and I guess people do like that Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, so I, I guess the only other thing that I can think of as far as video game movies, for example, is the Warcraft movie, but that movie was just boring. It looks nice, though. I saw that. I saw that in IMAX, of all things. Yeah, I was kind of interested in checking that out because, like, I, the... Blizzard's games don't really interest me that much besides maybe like Diablo that seems like something I might play but like their cinematics always look really cool so it's just like a whole movie that's just that Uh, maybe I'll check that out but it it sounds like it just wasn't a very good movie besides aesthetics yeah it's a good looking movie and it's performed fine but I, I, well, I can't even say that because I've talked to people who are actually fans of that lore and they were like, even we weren't like, we weren't even following along with this shit. We thought this was boring. Yeah, um, my, my brother was big in No Wow. I don't know if he still is. Um, I, I, I'd have to ask him what he thought if he saw it. That was also another interesting year for video game movies because that was also the year of that Assassin's Creed movie with Michael Fassbender. Remember that? (laughs) I was actually excited for that because Michael Fassbender was in it and I liked the director. I wasn't even a fan of the games. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, I, I, I still think in terms of like the grand scale of video game movies that this is good, so... With that being said, we are going to move on to uh, the trivia corner. I don't have much. Um, I tried looking for trivia on IMDb. I got a couple of things that I think are interesting, and I'll read them off. Uh, But as far as looking for trivia goes, there wasn't that much. (laughs) Um, I even tried looking because I have in my closet, I have a copy of uh, the Fangoria issue for... uh, the Silent Hill movie when it came out and it had like uh, stills from the movie and people from the movie talking about it. Didn't find a whole lot there that I could uh, bring into this. So we are going to just go through this here and try to get through it fairly quickly. Um, So there was a total of 165 sets and locations used for the movie. Uh, That's quite a bit for a movie like this. Um, Let's see. The the waterfall at the beginning of this film is uh, the Devil's Punch Bowl in Hamilton, Ontario, uh, Canada. Uh, It's an interesting uh, title for uh, a waterfall. I feel like I've heard of that, actually. It it, it sounds interesting. I'm I'm not familiar with it. It it might actually have, like, some significance um, if I do a little bit more research on it um but yeah that that that's what imdb listed as uh an interesting factoid uh despite the fact the movie was shot in super 35 and high definition video uh filmed in panavision is listed in the end credits (laughs) um 
Christoph Gans originally wanted uh, Cameron Diaz to play the role of Sybil Bennett, uh, the Laurie Holding character, uh, which I actually think the casting that they ended up going with was better, but if you've played Silent Hill 1, because I think that's the only character that I'm familiar with outside of, like, Pyramid Head and the Nurses that makes it into the movie is Sybil Bennett. Like, Rada Mitchell and Sean Bean and her daughter... Well, her daughter's, like, a play on the uh, the character you have to try and find in the first game, but, yeah, n- none of the actual main characters are from the game, and Sybil Bennett's really the mm-hmm. only, like, human character that I can think of that's in this movie that's from the games. Uh, Cameron Diaz would have been an interesting choice. Mm. Uh, the first film, not not the first film. Uh, this film is included in uh, Roger Ebert's most hated list, uh, having given the film one and a half stars. Uh, the original. Oh, let's see. Well, that just I- means that it's a good horror movie. Yeah, Roger <laughs> Ebert hated it. <laughs> yeah, because R- Roger Ebert, uh, great film critic, his opinions on horror were trash. This man hated the Evil Dead. <laughs> he hated the Evil Dead. Uh, let's see. Okay, I talked about the uh, the alternate ending to this with uh, Dark Alyssa. Uh, yeah, it was a bunch of uh, multiple pyramid head creatures uh, just appearing out of nowhere and uh, slaughtering everyone. <laughs> it was cut due to budget reasons. <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine why. Um, yeah, that's a that's a wonder. Uh, the prayers recited by uh, Christabella and the citizens of Silent Hill within the church in their effort to keep the dark at, the dark side of Alyssa at bay are actually lines from Revelation, a book in the New Testament of the Bible. Uh, fun little factoid there. Um, let's see. And just make it up like uh, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Exactly. Uh, the strange uh, stumbling movements of the dark nurses when uh, they first come alive, uh, the faceless nurses, uh, that was created by uh, filming them walking backwards and then running the film in reverse. Uh, this movie is uh, what uh, started like this whole trend, uh, but Centralia, Pennsylvania was uh, the inspiration for the town of Silent Hill. Uh, Roger Avery, like, came across, like, this town for research, uh, which it's like this abandoned town with, uh, a 40-year-old coal fire burning underneath it. I think at this point it's, like, 50, based on when the trivia came out. But, um, yeah, no, Centralia was, uh, the inspiration for, uh, the town in this movie. Wasn't for the game, so that's kind of a common misconception that we can kind of throw out there. Uh, many of the creatures in the film were played by dancers so uh, that they could actually get like those uh, creepy movements out of the uh, out of the creatures. Uh, let's see. Uh, to add to the uh, the okay, to add to the uh, accumulated filth caused by her character's journey through Silent Hill, Rada Mitchell did not wash her hair through the entire filming. So That's hygienic. <laughs> So she joins the uh, the club of uh, Brad Pitt, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, isn't Mila Kunis one of them? <laughs> the, the, the Don't Shower Club. Yeah, the Don't Shower Club. Uh, Brad, Brad Pitt's a part of the uh, the Baby Wipes Club. 
uh, according to Eli Roth. <laughs> just, oh boy, just cleans himself with baby wipes. <laughs> and uh, the last bit of trivia that I have here is uh, due to the nature of the Silent Hill film and the fact that uh, Jodell Ferdland was only ten years old at the time of filming. Writer Roger Avery apologized to her parents uh, should she have any signs of mental trauma after filming. That's, uh, uh, I guess that's covering your tracks, but this is honestly tame compared to some of the themes that the video games cover. So, uh, yeah, that, that's all I have for trivia. Uh, we'll close this out here. You got any final thoughts on this, Tim? Um, yeah, I mean, I I guess just kind of reiterate, um, solid movie, uh, coming in with, minimal familiarity with the series um and you know made me more interested in checking out the games so um yeah i mean it's it seems like it's a fairly accessible uh adaptation so yeah it's a it did find enough place to start yeah i i i would agree with that um this is a fine film as a fan and just as a movie in general it's fine uh, so yeah, I would definitely recommend at least, uh, giving it a chance in order to like, uh, like if you're not familiar with the franchise, like I, I I'd say that this is a good starting point, but like go into it knowing that it doesn't fully capture the spirit of the games, uh, which I think are far fucking better, but, and a lot of other people do, but it, it, it is certainly a good starting point and if you're just looking for a fine enough little horror film, this this has a lot in it that I think horror fans will get out. And that is it for our Silent Hill bonus cast. Uh, thank you again, Tim, for joining me on this little journey. Um, you're welcome. And uh, thank you to the listeners of this podcast. Uh, I'm going to try and do the Tanner thing and here and be like, if you like this video, uh, give that a thumbs up down below. Um, if you love us, hit that subscribe button. If you want to see more, uh, hit the bell icon so that you can, uh, get updates on when we upload new videos. Um, go and give us a rating in the, uh, the rating system for whatever audio platform you're listening to this on, like Spotify, uh, give us a good rating there. Um, leave us a review maybe um i think we still have that patreon i we we don't ever plug it but i we have a patreon uh donate to it if you want uh i'm not sure what the next bonus cast is gonna be but i guess i can just at least hype one of them that we're planning out uh we're gonna have tanner myself and a special guest talk about uh Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, a completely different film from uh, Silent Hill. So look forward to that. Look forward to uh, more podcasts coming out in the future, and we'll see you all later. Peace, bitches. Farewell. And I'm stopping. <laughs>